0: Hey there, are you a local mom business owner? If so, we've got some exciting news to share with you all. The doors to our Working Moms of San Antonio Business Owners community are now open. Join us now in our supportive new community for local networking events, customizable social media templates, classes and workshops, business resources, and to be a part of our exclusive referral directory. We love to help our working mom business owners grow. So visit WorkingMomsOfSanAntonio.com backslash membership, or just click the link in the show notes to join us. See you in the community.
1: We're Erica Redis and Marie Lifschultz, a San Antonio area realtor and lender. But most importantly, we're Working Moms.
0: The goal of this podcast is to provide support and a sense of community to San Antonio area working moms like us. So join us in trying to find a balance between career, family, and everything in between. Welcome to this week's episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. We're here with LaShonda Rhodes. She's a financial services professional with New York Life, um, and she's going to talk about all the services
2: uh, that she offers. Hi, everybody. Um, So first of all, I want to say I love being a part of the Working Moms community. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have a set of twins, boy girl, um, who just turned four. And then I have a daughter who is going to be 15 months. So all the advice you guys give out in that group is very helpful to me, which is why I always to back to I always try to give back and contribute any way I can to y'all's questions because y'all have helped me tremendously over the years that I've been a part of the community. So thank you all for your contribution and thank you both for having this platform um for working moms because it's it's hard. Um but as Pat on the back, right, Erica?
1: Right, it's yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. We're glad yeah. the community works. And I do have to say the information you share, you've been sharing lately has been awesome. The content is great. So,
2: thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I try and keep it very simple and very quick because mm-hmm. I know people don't have a lot of time. So it's a quick read. And then, hey, I'm going to reach out to her because that like sparked something in me. So yeah. as a financial services professional, with New York Life, I do do insurance, which includes life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, which are things that we don't necessarily think about. Um, I know they weren't talked about in my house a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and now in this day and age, it's becoming a lot more prevalent to talk about these things, especially just coming out of a pandemic. A lot of people didn't know what to do. Right. Um, didn't so, have a way to. They, they didn't have a way to create income. They have long term issues because they had COVID. So people are really looking for resources, information and things they can do outside of their employer, because sometimes your employer offers these benefits, sometimes they don't. And so that's what they look to me for. Um, and these really hit home for me. My dad has Alzheimer's and dementia and We didn't know that these things existed before he got that diagnosis. And so now it's almost impossible to get any
1: kind of insurance, right?
2: Insurance is because it's just like health insurance. It's a pre-existing condition. So you have those things still working against you, just like you do in health insurance when you're looking into life insurance, disability, and long-term care. But the really important aspects, because these things are very expensive, they can take a toll on your families and they can be really stressful. So, The quicker you can have a plan in place, the better. Not saying anything's going to happen because we never want anything to happen, but I'm in the business of planning for those things to happen. Um, Outside of the life insurance, disability, long-term care, I also do retirement planning. So I help you figure out how to have your money outlive you and not you outlive your money. Because if if your money can outlive you, that's how you create these patterns of generational wealth. That's how you create legacy. That's how you give the next generation a leg up. Right now, we're we're all dealing with student debt. Do we have to pay it back? Do we not have to pay it back? (laughs) And every time I think about it, it makes me even more want to make sure my kids have college paid for as much as they can. I don't want them having to deal with the stress we're all going through now trying to figure out if we have to pay those loans back. If I can set up something now while they're young to get them ready for college, great. If they don't want to go to college, they want to go straight to being an entrepreneur like a lot of the moms in the group, great. There's that money for you to open your own store, buy your product, invest in yourself so that you don't have to go out seeking those things. So retirement planning, legacy planning, generational wealth, long-term care, I mean- the possibilities are endless because every family is so different. And that's yeah. why I really love what I do because everything is so perfectly crafted and tailored to you and your family specifically that you are not going to have a plan that looks like anybody else's. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. It is. It's
1: a <laughs> lot of it. Indif- that's a lot that you do. I mean, I have to say I grew up in a family that did that not have, you know, life insurance. But We never talked about it. I mean, we are very, very, Low to middle class family growing up, so as an adult, um, I didn't know what to sign up for, um, when it came to like insurances as an, uh, you know, when I started in the workplace, and I remember when I got pregnant with my um eldest son, Tyler, um, I didn't realize I didn't have short term disability, so when I needed to take maternity leave, I, I, I didn't know, I didn't know I could have had that, and they would have paid part of my salary. While I had, I was on maternity leave. So right. I had to end my maternity leave sooner than I should have just to get back to work because I we didn't have the money for me to stay home exactly. at that time. And that was the first time I remember like, I need to know what this means. I didn't understand how all the different insurances work. I mean, I had medical insurance. I knew that. But beyond right. that, anytime long-term care, um, short-term care, that kind of stuff, I had no idea what what it was. And there's no one there to exactly. explain it to you.
2: Right. Right. You get just thrown into this world. You get yeah. your big like you get your first big girl job and you're just thrown these benefits and they say big yeah. one. And you're like, whoa, well, I don't know. Yeah. But it's a deadline and you're just like, okay. You just throw something on the paper, like, I guess this works and then it turns out either it does or it doesn't. So yeah. yeah. I love that
0: you talk about like tailoring it to everybody because literally that's exactly what happened to me. You start your first real job. And I just remember looking, like I'm sitting there with like other people that are working and I'm like, okay, well, what are they doing? Like maybe I should just do what they're doing. And their situation is probably completely different to mine, but you just don't even know. And so it's like, oh, this is good. You know, I'll just fill this out. Like they're filling theirs out. It's like, okay,
2: And then you're stuck in that. So you're like, oh, I guess I'll try again next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. about my side of the financial world is it's not like that. It's not you've locked that in for a year. It's six months from now something changes. Let's change it. A year from right. now something changes. Let's change it. Or it's locked in the way it is, but it's ever evolving to what you and your family need at the time.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And and more people definitely need all that information.
2: Well, they don't teach you that in
1: school. So as you become no. an adult, you don't know what I mean, and for working moms, you just have so much going on. And a lot of times I would say planning is a benefit to you, but sometimes you don't have time to plan.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so having
1: something in place that you're like, oh, or someone else to help you. Hey, did you think about X, Y, Z? Did you think about long-term care? What if, you know, um, cancer or whatever that could you know, come about. A lot of people just don't have time to think about it when they have small kids. You're just hoping for the it's best.
2: True. And that's very true. And that's why part of me is always trying to help small families because for me, I know if my spouse passed away, the last thing I'd want to worry about is finances. Yeah. Right. Want to worry about, can we stay where we are? The cars, like the finances is the last thing I want to think about. I want to focus on me, my children and grieving properly. Right. Because they just lost a parent. Mentally, they can't lose me too. Because if it's just- I got to get right back into it and go right back to work because I can't grieve, then it's not doing me any good and it's not doing them any good. So finances is the last thing I want a family to have to worry about if something were to happen, because that is the most pivotal time that you have to be strong and be there for your kids and show them how to grieve because that's a lifelong skill that they're going to need to know. And they're going to remember in that moment how you did it and how you survived it and how you moved on from it. So that for me is another reason I'm always talking with families about being prepared because finances is the last thing you want you, yourself, your kids to worry about. Got it.
1: And LaShawn, this a true thing. I'm not sure if it is, but I know the earlier you start, the better it is and less expensive it can be. You know, make these plans, put these stuff in place as you're young because you tend to be healthier at that time and it can be in place. So therefore, it could save you quite a bit of money versus trying to do it in your 40s and 50s and 60s as you get older, because you have more
2: health issues. Is that correct? That is absolutely true. So the younger you can lock in your health and age, you're exactly right. The cheaper plans tend to be, and the longevity of those plans tend to last, because then you can hang on to it. If you're the parent, you can hang on to it forever, and then you can pass it on to your kids. So that's where the generational wealth and the legacy comes on because you've locked them in so young. I have a client, he's 27. His parents locked him in when he was like 6 months old. It's $24 a month. Yeah, wow. And he can $24 it. a month since he was 6 months old and he's 27 now. So in that that price is still locked in and that policy has been growing and growing and growing for 27 years. So, right.
1: That's incredible. I didn't realize. I I mean, I know like through an employee or employer's benefit, I have uh, life insurance on my on my children. If something, Mm -hmm. God forbid, was to happen, I didn't realize you can get additional insurance that you can have for them and that you could pass on. That's new to me. I had never heard that before.
2: Absolutely. So with your employer, you have insurance, but you always have to keep in mind that that employer is in control of that insurance. Exactly. It leaves, too. So if you want to be in control and be able to look at your policy whenever you want, make updates, make changes to beneficiaries, things like that, you have the control over your own policy when you get it outside of work. No matter where you go, your policy is going to go with you because you're in control of that um, That whole situation.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even know that you could have life insurance policies mm-hmm. out for your children. I, I, I have one for myself and my husband does as well. Um, But for our kids, we have nothing. And now I feel like we maybe need to look, you know, know, no one likes to think about that, but it's better to be uh, safe. You know, if you would do it for your own selves, I suppose you would do it for your kids
2: too. And you can do it for your kids and that's the way to give them some benefit. And then if you get, there's like two types you can get. So there's term, which is just like you're renting it. And then there's permanent where you, where you own it, kind of like a house, like you own that house. And so When you have permanent insurance, it can also be building cash value at the same time. So, a lot of people put life insurance on their children, permanent life insurance on their children, and use it as a way to fund their college because you can use the cash value to fund college or their entrepreneurial skills, whatever they want to yeah, do. So yeah. Use those funds for that purpose, tax free. So, a lot of people put life insurance on their children for that purpose. Wow. I had no idea that was a thing. That's so interesting.
1: The life insurance that we have through uh, the, the employer I work with, it's 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 minimal. Like, and it doesn't grow. It's just, God forbid, something was to happen, you have some money put aside to take care of final expenses, you know, to take, you know, to get, but it doesn't give you really enough money to be off, to grieve or nothing like that if right. something was to happen to a child. And that's something a lot of people don't think about, especially, I mean, you don't want to think about it, but again, to save you in the in the long run, always be prepared.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: that's something to I, I hadn't, and then using it for college or like you said, a cash value later. I mean, that's great. That's a great financial
2: financial tool. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's a fantastic tool and it can be used in so many versatile ways that, and people just, like you said, people just don't know because we right. weren't taught you school. Your employer's plan doesn't do that, so unless you are real active in thinking about it, then you you don't know. Yeah. Right. Wow.
0: Yeah, sounds like there's maybe a lot I don't know about (laughs)
2: life (laughs) life
0: insurance. (laughs) Um, Well, let's let's pivot a little bit and talk about the retirement planning and that kind of stuff. Um, So what I know for me personally, I've never really thought that much about retirement. And and like Marie and I, we work for ourselves. You know, it's not there's nobody putting money into a four hundred one k for me. Um, And so I just if if it's someone like me who's never. Um, who's never done any retirement planning before, where would you recommend somebody start?
2: Well, I always say the first place to start is asking yourself, have you always been an entrepreneur? Okay. Because if not, you potentially have retirement plans still out there from previous employers. Uh And there's ways for you to go find those and find out where those are at, how much money that is. And that's really a good starting point. If you've okay. always been an entrepreneur and you've never worked for corporate, then you probably don't have a retirement plan. So you're you're kind of starting from scratch. And the right. best way to do that is to find out what kind of retirement vessel you're looking to open. Um, there's several different kinds. You, you can open your own 401k outside of corporate. A sure. lot of people don't know that. They don't know. Oh, well, people's 401ks are through their job. It's like, well, you're an entrepreneur. You can have one too. At the end of the day, you are a job,
1: right? So you can -hmm. open
2: your own 401ks, you can have IRAs, you can have Roth IRAs. It really depends on your time horizon, how much you want to save for retirement safely at where you are right now and what your tax brackets and things are looking like, because those are going to be fundamental in figuring out what is the best avenue for you to start saving for retirement? Okay.
0: That's a good place to start then, figuring out the different types.
1: Depending on your age, right, Lashana, there's a there's a limit of how much you can actually invest in retirement. Is that correct?
2: That is true. So, it's not necessarily age-based. There are some that are age-based. If you're over a certain age, you are able to save more. The mm-hmm. IRS calls it your ability to catch up. And then for people who aren't in the retirement space, um There's just a regular limit that the IRS caps you at. Um, For married couples, it can be different. You're able to contribute a little bit more if you're married. If you're single, then you you can only get what single people can get. Yeah, you know, there's some benefits to being married, um, (laughs) contribution wise. So yeah, you just have to check your whatever the IRS limit is for this year. I think it's like six thousand six hundred for IRAs and what you can contribute. And then if you're in the retirement space, five to 10 years, I think they up it just a little bit um, so you have time to catch up.
1: Got it, got it. So what would, a, a, like if someone was interested in, in in sitting down and talking, let's say the retirement base, like what would a typical appointment look like with you?
2: So a typical appointment probably lasts an hour to an hour and a half because retirement planning can get real in depth. So it's you bringing in any, we can look it up together, any old retirement plans that you have. Okay. It also includes going through if you're working corporate or if you're working for yourself, if you've had any retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Currently, seeing what those are doing, where they're at, um, how they're progressing, how aggressive you are in those portfolios matters because the younger you are, the more aggressive you can be. As you get older and age and closer to retirement, you want to slow down how aggressive you are in investing. Of course. Because you don't want the market to crash and all your money go away. So so we do that and we do a really good financial analysis to see how much you need for retirement and how much you're looking to benefit from, as well as Social Security, because that's a hopefully, fingers crossed, there's still Social Security (laughs) when we get ready to retire. Yeah. We look at your retirement accounts and we look at your Social Security to see what plan we need to do to get you the most Social Security benefits you can. We want to max those out. And then how we can take what you have in retirement, grow it to how much you feel like you're going to need every month in retirement and make a plan from there.
1: Got it. And you said that's adjustable as you go along. For example, we met this year and said, hey, this is the plan. But in four years, we're like, hey, we think we're going to need because inflation, right? Prices go up. We're gonna, we, now we're going to think we need, addition, you know, X amount more when we want to retire. Maybe we want to move up retire. Maybe we don't want to retire you know, later, <laughs> move it up. That'd be great. Right. So, but that's adjustable with you.
2: Absolutely. You help us
1: adjust that information. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And even if it's not with me, whoever your financial planner is, financial advisor, they should be meeting with you one to two times a year to okay. check in, go over your portfolio and make sure it's still working for you. If they're not contacting you every one to two times a year to make sure you're good, then it might be time to find a new planner.
1: Yeah. Well, it no, is- I agree. I, 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 did what my husband and I, we actually tried to, cause we're like, Hey, we have a little bit in retirement. Obviously I utilize the 401k. I have an IRA type stuff. Not a lot, but we have money that we were doing very well for a, a couple of years. And there's, there's good years for what we do, right? Erica? And there's, there's oh my bad gosh. years.
2: Yeah. So there's <laughs> some years I want to
1: put in more and some years I need to back it off to help, you know, with monthly expenses and stuff like that. But I tried to meet. Let's say I I bank with a larger bank, and I thought, oh, let's just try them, right? Let's try them. If you didn't make a certain amount or have, you know, a couple of million, it seemed like to me they wouldn't meet with you. So it was all it was <laughs> all you know online. I'm like, well, I don't even know what what am I putting it into? Like, what is better, is the traditional or raw? I don't I don't know how to make that choice. So it was hard to get someone to meet with me, and then we tried an outside provider. Yeah, meeting with them was even difficult. So it's been difficult. So you're just kind of playing it by ear and hoping I'm going to click that button. And hey, what are you doing over there? Let me ask you. But that's nice to say meet with you, you know, once or twice a year, at least annually to go over this stuff. Yeah, and
2: even if it's like once or twice a year where we're meeting face-to-face or over Zoom, that person should always be available to you. Like Mm -hmm. you looked at your profile and you're worried about it. You don't want to wait five months to talk to me again. Pick up the phone. I'm right here. Give me a second. I'll log in and I'll look at it with you and answer those questions. Because there are those people that don't look at it for six months. And there are those people that look at it every day. We don't encourage yeah. you to look at your investments. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that to yourself. But there are those people that do that. And I have those phone calls every day like, hey, my profile is this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> in breath, long term investments. <laughs> long term investments. like. Yeah. Turn off the news. Um, oh, gosh. So yeah, yeah but you, just <laughs> need to make sure you have somebody that's available, that's constantly meeting with you, constantly there to make sure that your ever-evolving needs, your mm-hmm. finances are evolving with those too. That's
1: great. No, I, I have to say, it's not, um, with your larger company, sometimes it's difficult. Like I like I said, you had to have so much in order to get an appointment with someone, or that's what at least it felt like. Like you couldn't get someone to meet with you. Um, I I like that. That's so crazy. crazy. Like, can you imagine
0: if in our industry we didn't pick up the phone or didn't, you know, in real estate, man? you know, there's always somebody right there, the next one who will. <laughs> so yes, it's like, anytime. I can only, I just can't imagine you going to a place and being like, we just want to put our money with you. And then being like,
1: nah, just get online. Like, <laughs> well, well, like right? well, I, you know, Sean, I work for a big company. I work for a big company, but what I sell on myself is I'm here. I'm local. And I, I answer myself. You're, when you're calling right. me, you're calling myself. That's mm-hmm. something that I take personal and I take a personal interest in th- their, their situation. So I always recommend local when it comes to insurance, because I'm sorry, if I'm making a disability claim or a life insurance, claim, something in that, that's a major moment in my life. And exactly. I want someone that I feel comfortable with that. I can say, Hey, Lashonda, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you walk me through this? Because I might be grieving at that moment. What do I do next? And having that person local that understands your situation is very, very important.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, whoever you meet with, you should feel comfortable. Yeah. You should feel relaxed. You should feel like you're in a judgment-free zone. Cuz if none of those three are there, then that's not the person for you. Because oh, yeah. you are talking about something so serious. You're talking about you're talking about your life. Yeah. Putting your life and your money and your family's, your family's legacy in somebody else's hands. So if you don't feel that connection's not there, your gut's telling you, oh, I don't know about this, then that is not the person for you. Cause like you said, that person's gonna be the one that's coming to your funeral, your home, handing you that check, yeah. dealing with that claim, going through that process with you. And if they can't give you the time of day, you can't reach them, you don't feel like you can talk to them then that's not the person you should be working with. Got right. No, that's the best so tip true. for you,
1: everyone out there, best tip is to have someone local that you trust and go with your gut. Definitely when it Absolutely. comes to insurance stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's a good advice. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No, it yeah. definitely is. Yeah.
0: Um, well, so we always ask our uh, guests, what's your favorite thing about what you're doing? Um, and we want to know what yours is.
2: My favorite thing about what I'm doing outside of my actual job is the power I get to have the work-life balance I want. Yeah, that's so true. Um, With three small kids, they get sick, they have appointments, they just, some days, my son's at home right now. He just needed to sleep. Yeah. So I have the ability to work around my kids and they don't and i don't have to answer to anybody i don't have to ask can i take the time off i don't have to ask if i can make the hours up somewhere else and feel like i'm right. letting the job down because i'm not there this is this is me yeah. i got three small kids i'm a mom first no matter right. what happens i'm a mom first and being there for my kids doing the doctors appointments they need my son has some special needs right now and being able to go to the appointments we're able to go to would never mm-hmm. have been possible had I still been doing what I was doing before. So, that is my favorite thing about my career is being able to work around my kids. And yeah. being there, they're not at school till six o'clock. that they, they used to be mm-hmm. like I'm able to cook dinner. They're able to cook dinner with me. It's just these are their formative years. And I yeah. feel like these are some of the most important times for them to see that mom, she worked, but she was always there at the same time. Yeah, I'm telling
1: you, the best thing about working moms, they can multitask, they, they can do everything at once. And having and having the ability to work and take care of your children and your household is really important to a lot of us. And that's why I chose what I do. Like it gives right. me the ability to be at the doctor's appointment or be at the player, the game or whatever the case is. And have a career where they can see, hey, mom can do it all. <laughs> they really can. Right. You really can. You can. And they, it's a, I feel like it's a great example for your children. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then lastly, we usually um,
0: just have our guest sort of say how people can get in touch with you for all of
2: your services. Yay. So you can get in touch with <laughs> me. LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, just You can just look me up on Facebook. Lysandra Rhodes, New York Life. Uh, I think it's New York Life Agent. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can send me a text, 972-897-4276. I have my phone on me all the time, or you can send me an email at L Rhodes, that's R-H-O-D-E-S, 02 at F T, so Frank Tom. Dot New York Life dot com. So L Rhodes 02 at ft.newyorklife.com. Okay,
0: perfect. And we always try to include um, some of that like, clickable stuff. All your contacts. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, the, uh, okay. in the show notes. So that way it makes it a little bit easier for people too. Um, and I just want to thank you for being here with us today. Thanks. I learned so thank much about life insurance. To. I learned so much about retirement. I learned that I don't know a thing about any of that. So <laughs> <laughs> now- now I have a little bit more information, but I may have to just meet up with you and
1: get some more information. Well, about I was just going to say, like, Lesandra, <laughs> I really need to make an appointment. I, yeah. I, I, I love the content you share, and I have to say, I've, I've kind of Facebook stalked you here and there, and kind of looked at some of the information you shared, and it was something that I felt like I told my husband, "Hey, let's make an appointment because we do have some retirement that that's just kind of sitting there that we eventually. I mean, I'm 43 right now. I'd like to retire eventually one day, and I'd like you to do something. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. And when you retire, you want to retire. You don't want to retire and have to get a part-time job. You want to retire and, and be okay. Earn. And I,
1: and I honestly, I work with money, but in a different way. And that part of it, I really don't know. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be calling here real soon. Yay. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yes,
2: yes,
0: yes. And also, I just want to thank all of our listeners um, for tuning into this week's episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. And we will catch you guys next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at our respective Instagram accounts or join our Working Moms of San Antonio Facebook group. Those links can be found in our episode description. If you have an episode topic suggestion or question, please email us at office at radisagent.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. See you next week.